There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Western Husband Podcast. We are doing a follow-up episode with uh, regarding the Washington Spring Bear Hunt. And uh, I've got the same gang on that I had a few weeks back that uh, I'm still slightly hungover from. Uh, but <laughs> I feel like uh, we're gonna we're gonna put it together tonight and kind of finalize a lot of what we talked about as uh, the the commission in the state of Washington is meeting later on this week when uh, when I release this. And uh, real quick, I do want to make a quick announcement, guys. I just posted on the uh, Instagram and and Facebook that. Any merchandise you guys buy uh, right now on the westernhuntsman.com, we have selected uh, Blood Origins for this month to be the recipient of all net profits. So this isn't like 1% or 10% or anything like that. Every penny above the cost of the merchandise, whether it's a mug or a t-shirt, the only thing that's not included in that is... Uh, the, uh, there, there's a, there's one of the items says it's a seminar. It's an elk seminar. Uh, that does not count in this, but everything else, whether it's Tacticam gear, um, or, or the actual merchandise, everything above what it actually costs me to produce the product is going to go towards blood origins. We have a goal of $350. So if you're listening to this and, uh, you support the blood origins movement, which you should be, if you're a hunter, uh, jump on uh, the westernhuntsman.com and grab you some merchandise. You look really good in a t-shirt, I promise. I I don't, but you guys are probably in better shape than I am. On t- tonight, so uh, we had to turn all the like um, cameras off here because I, I, I was having some internet issues here. Uh, who do we have with us? Because now I can't even see you guys. <laughs> you Skylar Masters. Bo Olson. Mike Kurz. Joel Swacker. Okay, so everybody's everybody's here still, but I still know Elk Singer. Where where the heck's Tony? Well, yeah, Elk Singer's uh, predisposed <laughs> on, on a on a well deserved trip. He'll he'll be here next time. All right, cool. Um, well, I appreciate you guys coming back. Uh, the this is a super important conversation because I I feel like we're kind of right up at the. Um, I don't know. What what do you want to call it? It's like we're right up a- against it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's coming up on March 11th, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're right at right at March 11th is, is going to be the meeting. I'm going to be releasing this episode like uh, Monday morning, first thing, so that it's, it's fresh and it's out there. Uh, I signed up to be a speaker in the meeting. I don't know if I'll get in there, uh, but I did sign in and, and sign up for that. It's it's a Zoom meeting. So, guys, jump on and, and get registered to comment. It's probably already filled by now, right? Yeah, because I know that uh, the day that they opened it up at 10 o'clock, there was already 85 people registered to talk. And I, I signed on right at 8, and I was number 15. So, 
don't know. Oh, okay. So I'm probably way back up in that 80 number. Yeah, they're, they said that they're going to have up to four hours of public comment. So they wow. usually oh, okay. do, yeah, they usually do like uh, three minutes normally. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to reduce that down to two. So we'll see. Okay, cool. Hopefully I can get on there because I, yeah, I, there's, there's a lot to talk, talk about with that. Okay. So it is seven o'clock. I am calling, um, commissioner Jim Anderson of this, uh, hang on. Let me make sure I got this number, right? Let me pull this back up. Mike, I got to find your text message stream. There it is. So I'm, I'm getting, um, and how, how I'm having to do this guys is I've got Jim on, uh, I'm going to be putting him on speakerphone, but Jim Anderson is a commissioner and, uh, we're going to get him on the line now. Jim, you there? Yes, this is Jim Anderson. Jim, uh, yep, I can hear you. Can you guys hear Jim on that end? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. All right, good deal. So, Jim, I'm not sure if you can hear them. The way I had to do this uh, is I, I had to go the old-fashioned route and call you on the phone. I've got them on like a Zoom-like meeting, but I, I just wanted to get on and, and get uh, some information okay. from you. Um, I appreciate you joining us, Commissioner. Uh, I, I do want to say before we kick this off too much that uh, I want to retract the blanket statement that I made last time we had on uh, regarding how I reached out to all the commissioners in the state of Washington and none of them responded. It turns out uh, Jim was not getting my emails, and I suspect there's a couple others that haven't received them either, and I, I don't know why that is. And uh, Commissioner, I've sent you some emails since that discussion because you you actually reached out to me, and apparently you didn't get my response either. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, but uh, I apologies accepted. I'm fine. Um, you know, I just wanted to push back a little bit because I hadn't heard. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. That's, uh, that and that was my bad. I don't know. I, I think what happens is I, I don't know. Like. I was telling you earlier when we were talking, Commissioner, that <laughs> there's something with the name Jim. Uh, my buddy over at uh, Hoffman Boots, Jim Hoffman, he never gets my emails either, and I don't know where they go. They, like, get lost in the Ethernet somewhere. So, um, again, I appreciate you being here. Most importantly, Jim, has your success on your fishing trip improved since we talked earlier today? It uh, was a good day for me. I, I think I ended up with 20 uh, nice rainbows, you know, catch and release, fly uh-huh. fishing over here. Uh, the opener is March 1st, so I've been here for about four days, and I have another day to go. And uh, I'm averaging about that per day, so I'm feeling okay. I'm not, you know, the hottest rod on the on the lake, but I'm probably not the worst. So they're beautiful fish. The department's done a really good job with this uh, lake system here on Crab Creek and, and, uh, it's just a lot of fun. Awesome. So you're fly fishing on a lake, huh? Yes. Yes. Sweet. It was pretty windy yesterday. Let me tell you. <laughs> it <was laughs> Is about, it about 25 mile an hour winds? And I was, you know, I had to row across the lake at the end of the day and I'm going, okay. That's why I have the PFD on. Yeah, yeah, it gets a little bit sketchy there. I I just give up on it when it comes to fly fishing. If there's if it's windy, man, I just I can never catch fish in the wind with a fly rod. So I just pack it up. So you get a little more stamina than I do, apparently. 
Well, I was aching. I was aching uh, last night, but I'm I'm better now. Good. Well, uh, I'm 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 wishing you a lot of luck with that. Sounds like you're. It's it started uh, turning pretty good for you today. Um, I want to kind of start this off, Commissioner. Can you give us a little bit of background in terms of how long you've been on the commission, um, and and what brought you to that point? Sure. I, I've been on the commission since July of uh, 2019. I was appointed by the governor. Um, it was kind of a surprise to me. They reached out to me and and asked if I was be willing to uh, uh, be appointed to the commission. And it's not something that I had thought about. Uh, I have a long history of natural resource management work in in the state. I don't know if your uh, listeners know, but I uh, was the executive director at the Northwest Indian Fisheries Commission for uh, over 20 years, and I worked Mm -hmm. uh, for them a a while longer as well. So I've been in natural resource business for, you know, professionally for about 35 years. Um, So I, yeah, I got appointed. uh, It's been a really interesting uh, uh, period already. I tell people it's kind of like um, drinking out of the business end of a fire hose for a while. There are so many different uh, issues that are out there that it's, uh, you know, I don't know how I would have done it had I not been uh, somewhat experienced in some of the issues. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you guys, you guys have to be like, um, almost like above being a jack of all trades when it comes to wildlife management. It's not just, you know, you can know very little about a a lot of things. You have to, you have to get pretty well in depth to be effective. And I know you guys um, have had a lot of challenges in the state of Washington. So can you, can you give us a synopsis as to what happened initially? And just to be clear, just so the audience knows, uh, commissioner Anderson was a pro spring bear hunt vote. Um, on this vote this last uh, November, I believe is when it was. Um, can, can you kind of give us a rundown what led up to this vote and, and how it ended, how it ended? Does that make sense? Yeah. How I well, that? yeah uh, it hasn't really ended. Um, that's, I guess the, um, uh, the, the hope here, but the, uh, for sure. Basically um, it's hard to look at this just from a year to from a, a year context, um, there's a lot of um, process and stuff that goes on uh, prior to then, and there's certainly the um, the previous year that uh, occurred. And so, in 2021, we had a uh, a vote that authorized spring bear. It was not unanimous, and there were some uh, commissioners and some of the public felt like. Uh, more information uh, should have been generated before uh, a 2022 hunt. Can, so when, can I ask you something right there on, on, and I don't mean to interrupt right there. Sure. Sorry. What, what kind of information were they looking for? Like what, what else do they, did they feel they needed to proceed with voting to get the tags, you know, to, as a go for, for spring bear? Well, in the, in the 2021, which is where, where I was just talking about, um, the vote 
prevailed and the tags were issued. Uh, so that was in 2020. And then in 2021, the uh, hunt did occur in the spring. Um, there were some that wanted to get more um, more information out regarding uh, uh, maybe population levels. Uh, there were questions about the uh, um, uh, lactating females and uh, uh, orphan cubs. Um, you know, it probably depends on who you talk to as to the kind of level of uh, additional information that they wanted. So when it came back up in 20, uh, for the 2022 session or decision, and, and it started roughly in, in late September and October, um, the, some of those people did not feel that uh, enough energy had gone into the uh, further look of data or th they did not feel that their uh, issues were fully addressed. And so when we had the 2022 proposal in front of us in October, it was a, um, you know, it was kind of like this, is, we're going to need to have more uh, discussion kind of uh, thought for all of us. So, so we uh, set up a special meeting, I think it was October. See, I think it was our regular meeting was like October 27th or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we had, um, we set up a special meeting in November, November 15th, where any commissioner uh, who had a question could write those down and submit those to the staff. Uh, and the staff would uh, answer those questions. So there was a list of oh, maybe 30, 30 different questions from pretty much all the different commissioners um, on the commission at the time. And the staff, um, you know, looked at that and answered those questions and presented the information at that special meeting in November. So that was November 15th. And, um, and, and, I'm, and again, uh, let me be clear, I'm speaking just as one commissioner, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not representing any of the other commissioners. But uh, from my own personal perspective, I felt that uh, uh, all the uh, all my questions were answered sufficiently that I was as fully prepared uh, as as needed to make a decision for the 2022 season. But what mm -hmm. happened was, is we were, uh, we had a commission that only had um, uh, eight um, uh, commissioners. And, um, and so we, uh, we had a four to four uh, tie at the time. We had one vacancy in Eastern Washington and, and the way the vote went is a lack of affirmative vote meant that there was no decision and since there was no decision the season um for 2022 would not go forward so basically because we didn't have uh an odd number uh we were in a situation where we could have had a tie and we did have a tie um at that point, then it was like, okay, the rules are uh, more or less off the table because that's what happens. You, there's a, a 
formal rulemaking process that occurs uh, under the uh, RCW 77. And, and so that got just basically shelved. Then there was uh, uh, petitions by different groups. Uh, there were six of them, uh, groups or individuals. And the commission uh, has a requirement under uh, our uh, RCW 77, one of the, one of the 77s. What, what and, are the codes uh, there? <laughs> we had to, we had to uh, uh, look at the petition and make a decision whether to accept or deny. And that was January 21st uh, of this year. And so the vote at that point was four to three because one of the uh, uh, commissioners had uh, since resigned. So we were down to seven commissioners. And under a vote, um, uh, you know, four to three, it, it passed. And we uh, directed the department to begin uh, rulemaking for the 2022 season again. And that's what we have in front of us now. Um, we have um, the CR 102, and that has the kind of the, the details of the of the uh, hunt, proposed hunt. Uh, and we have a public hearing on uh, March 11th. I think it's eight in the morning, eight to noon. Uh, and mm -hmm. then we have a regular commission meeting on March uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th. And on the 18th, we are scheduled to make a decision uh, on that on that rule. Is, on the rule of the changing how the votes come out or the actual spring bear hunt for 2022? It would be on the spring bear hunt for 2022. So... Um, just going back a couple of steps, commissioner is when, when you're talking about the, the commissioners that voted against the spring bear hunt, they were wanting this, this other information. There were, there were concerns about shooting lactating bears, the statistics, all, everything that I have found shows that, um, it was less than 1% of harvested spring bears were, were lactate, which means like there was one, uh, one bear that was that was killed that was a lactating sow is that is that accurate there the department uh, in 2021 um and was going to do it in 2020 uh, but because of covid we weren't able to have the same level of uh, reporting and analysis but in 2021 uh there were like um uh 100 and, i think 645 um uh, permits issued. Uh, I think there were like 145 um, animals taken. Uh, of that 145, there was one that was identified as a lactating female. Okay. I don't have the exact numbers of the male to female take. It certainly wasn't 145 females. It might have been like 70 60 uh something like that yeah yeah, and yeah one of those one of those was a lactating female gotcha there, some some um commissioners brought up the fact that um you know um sometimes it's difficult to uh, identify a lactating female if it's um if it's uh, too long uh, after harvest and, and uh, having it uh, looked at, it could uh, obscure uh, that. Uh, some 
apparently I think we have to have that fresh. I don't think it can be frozen. So, I mean, there's, there's some things that can probably affect how well you identify them, but the department was confident that that was an accurate uh, count. But, you know, to be honest, it was a one-year number. It wasn't uh, a trend of 10 years, but it was a data point that uh, certainly argued against a significant uh, number of lactating females that were taken. It didn't point to a big problem. And that's, I guess, what my next question would be. I mean, you, you Commissioner, you, you've, you've got like this lifetime and a career in, in natural resources and wildlife management and, and uh, you know, a, a track record in this. You're, I don't know if you want to call it a gut feeling or a uh, just a reaction. Would would you say personally, in your opinion, is, is uh, you know, a, a lactating sub here or, or sub Lactating cow, sow shot during spring bear hunt. Is that some issue that is so big that is it is affecting the sustainability long term of bear populations in the state of Washington? No, I don't think so. You know, I think that um, first off, most most hunters are not going to. I mean, they you know identify the the sex and they 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 would not shoot a. Uh, a sow uh, that that has cubs with it or yeah. you know the, so I mean the ethic you know clearly is is not to do that um, you know does it happen has it happened yet yeah, sure it's happened um, in Washington it's not illegal for that uh, to happen the new rule package uh, for 2022 does however have uh, does make that illegal to actually take a sow uh, with I cubs, lactating sour with with cubs. And that's how it is um, in Idaho. Yeah, but you know when you don't when you don't hound and when you don't bait, you know it. Uh, you know, all those things kind of affect how well you look at can look at the animals and and mm-hmm. um, and do a positive identification. But you know I'm confident that most hunters and a they don't want to do it. They they, they just don't basically don't don't want to take a sow with cubs i mean nobody does yeah it's interesting uh, that they so. the, the the reference that is made against spring bear hunters is that we're all a bunch of trophy hunters well if we're all a bunch of trophy hunters why would a trophy hunter want to shoot a sow with cubs it doesn't make any sense right. is there any data out there that speaks to like roadkill or other human caused fatalities of of wildlife or specifically with bears uh, we we get over here in the Panhandle of Idaho. There's there's quite a few uh, bears that are killed on the highways, um, I, and I say quite a few, but I, I'm not sure what the number is. But is there any data on that in the state of Washington? You know, I uh, that's a good question. I, I was trying to think back on the mortality charts. You know, one of the one of or some of the questions that commissioners posed had to do with different mortality. I don't really recall that being flagged in a very specific way. It didn't seem to be a, a large number of of animals, you know, taken by roadkill or bears taken by roadkill. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't recall that. It may be in the data, but I don't recall that. It's just an interesting discussion point, I think, all in all. But uh, to, to kind of switch gears here, because I know we're on a pretty tight time frame here, Commissioner. Um, uh, the idea or the premise that 
Well, let me ask it this way. We've got pro hunters and we've got anti hunters that and in my in my most humble opinion, anti hunters don't come at this from a fact based, science based premise. I, I, I think that it's a lot of emotion, it's a lot of um, you know, hyperbolic kind of content that they, they, they throw a lot of stuff out there because they feel like spring bear hunting yep. is bad, right? Um, and I think a lot of people agree with that, hunters and, and non-hunters. But the, the question I would have is, as a commissioner and you're feeling with other commissioners for the state of Washington, how much merit or stock is put into some of these petitions that are developed through organizations such as the Humane Society of the United States, and these, these anti-hunting organizations that present it to the commission in a way to stop certain hunting seasons. Does that make sense? I, I, I guess the question is, is how much merit and stock is put into that versus how much merit and stock is put into the actual science of black bear harvest numbers and statistical data on the populations and health and, and the strength of the, the bear uh, numbers in the, in the state of Washington. Make sense? I think so. Uh, we have not actually seen a lot of, you know, petitions from uh, animal rights groups um, like the Humane Society or Center for Biological Diversity, although we've seen some some around some aspects of management like wolf rulemaking or um, sure. probably seen something on cougar. And so we've, we've seen some, but uh, not a lot on, uh, on spring beer. But, you know, um, basically, you know, I would look at it like, well, you know, if they've got really good information, I want to know it. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. And, the, and the staff would want to know that. And one of the things that's important to understand about the way Department of Fish and Wildlife is set up is that there's the staff department, I call them DFW, if you will, yep. and and the director supervises the, uh, the staff. And then the commission, our job is, besides supervising the director, then we do set overall policy we approve budgets and and we um engage in you know some of the negotiations and things like that so um not only you know i think the commissioners would say i want good information the staff would say if you've got good information bring it on um you know and and they they would they would take a look at that and if it's if it's like oh really yeah it's something we never looked at you know I, I'm, it would get a fair, fair hearing, frankly. Sure. But sure. Um, we really haven't, I, in my opinion, haven't seen anything um, new. I think what we've we've seen is a lot of um, questions. You know, you know, people might bring up, you know, like, um, you know, um, well, we've got some new study, new science out, uh, quote unquote, that uh, that's been published. What you know, and it's been peer reviewed. Well, yeah, okay. You know, you know, science is not a right uh, line in terms of a study is done, therefore everything changes. It it really has to be um, it has to be solid in and of itself. It needs to be uh, replicated, or it needs to be uh, compared to what we're also seeing. You know, so so some would say there's uh, there's new science about bear densities, and that the department is uh, uh, overestimating bear densities. And if they only looked at 
the new science, they would realize that there's way too much uh, uh, harvest going on in these different bear management units. We've got eight bear management units. Um, and uh, so all of that we're doing, we're undermining the, the uh, population by not following this new yeah. research or whatever. But the, but the department staff, they, they say, we're looking at that. Uh, we're incorporating that uh, regionally and as part of uh, how we're uh, presenting the information. So they're, they're not moved uh, from uh, the body of uh, uh, science that they have and the data that they've collected for over 50 years on, in, in the case of spring bear um, to uh, conclude that we're way off. And yeah, so yeah. everything that we saw uh, in the data uh, sh- supports having a spring bear uh, hunt. You know, our our mandate as a commission is to preserve, protect, perpetuate, um, and manage the fish and wildlife uh, uh, resources in their ecosystem. And second part of that is uh, to uh, allow for use sustainable use for both recreational and commercial purposes. And so we, that's the mandate that we at the fish and wildlife commission have. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's, that's how I see what we're to do. And if, you know, somebody wants to change that mandate, they can, you know, they can, they can do that. Uh, But it's pretty clear to me what our responsibilities uh, are. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, you know, that's, well, that that could be a whole other discussion. I, I, again, I'm trying yeah. to keep this as, as short as possible for you, so you can. Uh, no, you probably done. Good. You're probably done fishing for the day, right? I'm done fishing <laughs> for the day. Um, well, let's let's do one more question here. And again, I apologize. I, I have uh, I have Joel Swecker on. I've got Mike Hers, everybody from the last episode. Uh, Skyler and Bo, um, everybody's on this, but they they can't, or I'm sorry, you won't be able to hear them because I'm so primitive in the way I record this. Um, I I can't I can't figure out how to loop everybody together. So, uh, I, guys, I, I apologize for that. Everybody sitting over there in Joel's shop. Um, anyways, let let's wrap it up with this question. At at the stage that we're at now, what are the chances of Washington residents being able to hunt bear the, this spring, 2022, and what can they do to help make that a reality? Well, you know, I, I really can't give you um, um, any odds on that. I won't. I really won't give you odds. Um, you know, I think you can do the math on on how the vote uh, has occurred up until now for 2022, but we have some new commissioners and not to put a, a bright light on on them, but uh, they're going to be in a situation where they'll they're going to have to make uh, a decision or, or abstain. I don't know; they, they have a choice of abstaining, I suppose. But sure, uh, sure. So um, you know, I would say, you know, from um, you know what what can people do? Uh, angle. I think you know it's important that uh, real uh, effort is made. Uh, to uh, communicate uh, where uh, hunters are coming from. Um, you know, we've got the hearing on March 11th. Um, I don't know how that's going to exactly be 
uh, handled in terms of signing up or ensuring that we have um, a balance of views. I, I think it's important uh, to to make sure that um, uh, everybody is uh, given an opportunity to to speak. But we've got uh, four hours basically of, of uh, testimony, and there could well be more uh, people who want to talk than. Um, than can. And so I would say, um, you know, make sure you're, you're engaging and you know how to sign in and and the like, um, you know, I think, um, it's important to be just maybe a little bit of preach here, but, uh, be civil, you know, I, nobody, uh, I don't think it's beneficial to, to, uh, for people to be, um, hot-headed about, uh, about this. I think, you know the commission is is trying to do its job, and and uh, we need to hear from the public um, what's important uh, to you. Uh, so, you know, I I kind of talk about capturing the center, if you will. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of a you know it's important to um, you know there are going to be some who will say let's say our you know I'm I'm a I'm a hunter I'm a fisherman you know you know there are going to be some who say well, I'll be able to shoot any, you know, black bear we can find, you know, there's plenty of them. Mm-hmm. And then there are going to be some uh, on the, um, if you will, the animal rights side would say we shouldn't have any hunts at all. You know, that's cruel, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, that's not going to swing me. Those extremes either that's way. Not yeah. where, that's not where most of the commissioners are going to be at. So you got to think about where the commissioners are at and talk, you know, talk to them. Um, you know, yes. I think uh, talk about, you know, the, the culture that's important, uh, you know, from the hunting perspective, how it's important for, you know, as a way of, uh, you know, for, for your family, for your food, um, you know, how, uh, it's, um, you know, kind of, um, part of you, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the things that would influence somebody in terms of, um, of that, you know, I, yeah. I think we're beyond a lot of the data, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, throwing out a lot of numbers is going to be, uh, frankly, all that meaningful, um, you know, because we're going to, we have been briefed, we'll get a brief briefing uh, on uh, on the 11th, but uh, it won't be anything um, earth shattering uh, to me. Sure. Um, well, that's, you know, oh, one thing. Oh, go one, ahead. Go one ahead. final thing is that we have a, you know, we have a game management planning process and the, and the commission is obliged to follow our policies. That's kind of the way our uh, we work, and and we uh, uh, we have rules and procedures, and it says follow your policies. One of our um, overall policies is the uh, game management plan. It's it was uh, approved by the commission in twenty. 15 it's expiring now and it's going into a rewrite which is a whole nother discussion going forward and uh-huh. something you need to keep an eye on but um so the game management plan sets the context by what we do for our game species whether it's deer elk bear uh cougar um or anything so so if it isn't 
if it isn't incorporated in the game management plan, it's very difficult for us to do something. If it's incorporated into the game management plan, it provides the sideboards for us to uh, develop you know, three-year regulation packages or one-year regulation packages. So I would I would be aware of that, and I would talk about that. That's that's the plan. That's the policy. That's the way uh, it's set up, and 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 just kind of you know, let people know that you're aware uh, of the game management uh, planning process. Okay. No, that's, that's actually really fantastic information. I, one thing, just as a summary, um, as long as the, the folks listening can uh, be civil and, and, come forward with you know the, like the cultural aspect that what what hunting means to them specifically spring bear hunting uh and and less about the data and the science uh, is it effective for them to email all of the commissioners up into the meeting on the 18th do you do you feel like those those voices will be heard uh, i know obviously yeah. from your end jim you're you're gonna listen um yeah i i, I don't know what the cutoff on the um actual um, input is um, there. Are, there are different rules for different things that determine when um, you cut off testimony, if you will. It may be just a day after the eleventh. I would check that out. Okay, it, you know, it, it, it hasn't stopped anybody from sending it, and uh, we, sure. we've seen a lot sure. of it. But uh, I think officially, it may it may be cut off a little bit sooner. I I can't tell you that for sure well commissioner you have uh restored my confidence in the washington fishing wildlife commission um i i really appreciate and i speak for uh joel mike Bo, and skyler that are on with us that you can't hear uh i'm confident i speak for those guys when we say we can't thank you enough for coming on and uh you know shining some light on this this topic this issue and uh, it's it's important that hunters are you know sportsmen can hear from from folks like you in your position and and it just it means a lot to all of us uh, that you came on and and uh, gave us your thoughts on this. I know it was quick, uh, but I, I really I, I really am feeling guilty. I'm keeping you from your fishing trip and your vacation, so I want to let you no, go. But um, no 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 worries. Some of my fellow commissioners uh, kept me from that the other day in the middle of the day, which was really. <laughs> that's sinful that is a not sin. as well received as this uh, call i waited i waited at least till nighttime and it was dark so there's yeah. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well uh again th- thanks again commissioner okay. i i wish uh for the sake of washington and, and sportsmen in washington i wish we had more commissioners like you on on the commission right now and and uh we'll we'll see how this thing plays out uh, i'd love to keep the line of communication open with you and again thanks for coming on and good luck for, for the sure. rest of your trip. I uh, send me uh, send me some big fish pictures, man. I, I love seeing it. You got my email uh, now. I'll do that. I I uh, will on occasion take take some pictures. So if, <laughs> if I get a really nice one, I'll send you a pic. That sounds good. I'm just waiting for the snow okay. to melt so I could dust off the fly rods. So have a great trip, Commissioner. Thanks again for joining okay. us. Okay, you all take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, guys, you there? Yeah. Um, what, what was that? Go ahead. 
I was just making sure you could still hear us. Yep, I, I can hear you guys. Uh, I, let's. I, I kind of want to get your guys' reaction first. Uh, Bo, why don't we start with you? What's What's your reaction from uh, Commissioner Anderson? <laughs> do we have enough? Do we have enough time? Come on, <laughs> we got we got time, man. Come on. Good, good, good evening. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm pretty happy he came on. Um, I'm happy. I, I feel like he's an advocate for us sportsmen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I wanted to ask him a million questions. Trust me. Oh, I, and, uh, and that but, was the intention, Bo. I, that is my bad. I'm really right. sorry. I, I tried no. to figure that out. <laughs> it's, it's all right. These guys were uh, holding me back. <laughs> no. And, and it, you know, what's funny say. too, Bo, is it, it was stressing me out. So I feel like I was screwing up questions because I knew you guys were chomping at the bit and I'm like, man, I don't want to screw this up for these guys. So I think it made it worse for me. So uh, my apologies with that again. No, no, it's it's funny. Joel and I looked at each other when you asked that last question because it you couldn't ask a better question, honestly. So, um, yeah, I'm happy uh, Jim Anderson's on the committee. And, uh, yeah, me too. We need more like him. Yep. hundred uh, percent. So he, he's a keeper yeah. for the state of Washington. Uh, Commissioner Anderson yeah. is a, is a keeper for sure. Um, he, he, he has common sense. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yep. Super pragmatic. He's super, he's, he's just insightful. Uh, I, I think yep. that, that he comes at it with a passion as an outdoorsman as well. Uh, obviously if he's out there, you know, throwing a fly rod around in early March, that's a passionate fly fisherman. And that's, that's a man after my own heart right there. I don't, I don't give fly fishing enough credit on my show, man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Joel, yeah, let's move to you, up. man. What, uh, give me your reaction. Yeah. I, I yeah, I kind of echo what Bo said. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm happy that he came on. I was happy. I was pleased with several, several things that he said was one that he's, blatantly stated you know that the studies are showing that there is a bear issue um i'm happy i was happy to hear that he was at least familiar with the statistics off the off the cuff of his sleeve you know that he was um he knew what he was he knew the same statistics that we've been hearing yeah um yeah. and i also i was really impressed in fact me and mike were sitting next to each other trying to figure out that that mandate and he actually reiterated it which I think some of the commissioners I don't think are very familiar with that mandate that is required of their job, which is to promote hunting and conservation and, and everything else. So by the, the, um, the resource, you know, I had a yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, there's, there's a bunch of questions of course, but I don't, I didn't want him. I wanted him to know that we're not, you know, we're not trying to, I, yeah, I, I'm really happy he's there as well. Um, and anybody that at least, even if they don't hunt, if they're out enjoying the outdoors and they're seeing the stuff out there, that's a, that's a positive for me. The one thing I didn't care for was the fact, you know, the one question that you asked him was, are you seeing a lot of, um, you know, humane society, seeing a lot of animal rights activists going in there and maybe they're not, I don't know what information is flowing into fish and game as far as what they're uh, what they're seeing as far as the complaints against the argument for bear hunting. Um, but I kind of felt like that. Yeah. And, and this is just my assumption. I'm not saying that's how it is, but I was kind of like, well, it kind of felt like you're a little bit disconnected from the information that's coming in from the complaints. If you're not aware that it's coming from animal rights activists, because you're seeing this same attack on every state right now going on. And it it's like, yep. well, isn't that ironic that it's all coming from those? And yet you're, 
yet you're saying, well, we're not really seeing a lot of those complaints coming in from those organizations. So it, that was really interesting to hear him say that. So, yeah, I was, I was a little surprised I, I by that, that one too. Um, I'm, I'm always curious though, with like on that point with when it comes to a fish and wildlife commission or a fish and game commission, depending on what state you're in, um, you know, and I always ask it the wrong way, but I, I want to ask them as a commissioner, what is the influence we we all know we all know that there's fanatics in this world, right? And it, and it doesn't matter what the su- subject is in this in this topic that we're talking about. We're talking about the fanatical anti-hunting animal rights activists that don't bring any real hard data science uh, or or anything tangible to the table, um, and, and really shouldn't have a say. But I'm concerned that they have sometimes too much of a say. And so that's always my question. And I always ask it wrong. Like, what kind of influence do they have? Not necessarily on somebody like Commissioner Anderson, uh, but on somebody maybe like uh, Lorna Smith. Right. What kind of influence do, do these groups have with their their emotional petitions and their, you know, scienceless? I don't know. Is that a word, guys? Scienceless? I've, I've never heard it, but I think it's a Western Huntsman. It is tonight. <laughs> <laughs> These uh, scienceless uh, petitions that they bring and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Joel. I, I, I was surprised to hear that as well. So um, who, who am I missing here? Uh, Skylar, do you, you have reaction? Yeah, no, it's very encouraging to see, to hear how engaged he is. And um you know, really speaking out on behalf of the sportsman. I took it though, that he was saying that he doesn't see a lot of petitions coming from the humane society. And I think if there is a petition, it's got to be public and we would all see that petition. Yeah. Um, And I wonder, this is Mike. I just wonder how much gets filtered out that they don't even ever see because it doesn't, in the scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of hot air. You know, then you could get that from both sides too. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you know, probably just do what is important at the time. I, I would like to know if they're reading all the comments on the WDFW input page, or if someone is just calculating the yays and nays and and giving that report back to them, or, or if they're actually reading the comments. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That that'd be an interesting discussion right there. Jim, have you ever gone on that uh, portal and tried to read the comments that other people are leaving? Not pertaining to the Washington Spring Bear Hunt. Um, I I don't think I have. And, and I'll tell you guys why. I try to avoid some of that because I get a lot of ass ache and heartburn over it. Um, I, it, it like... <laughs> you guys, I, I'm only 41 years old and my entire beard is gray. And it, it's like... How is this possible uh, outside of the fact that I only have daughters and the fact that I read all of these anti-hunting sentiment that is that is posted like like I shouldn't even say it. I sometimes I post things on, for, for example, Instagram and then I'll tag the anti-hunting groups or or use their anti-hunting hashtags just to see what they'll say to me. And I, I did it the other day. Um and you wouldn't believe the nastiness that comes out of this stuff. And I, I'm okay with that. If they attack me personally, I, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm fine with that. Whatever. I, I don't listen to any of that anyway. I don't take it personal. I, I can care less what their opinion of me personally is. What I want to get is their mindset as to what they think facts are, 
what what they actually perceive as science backed data, and it's it's never true. Like it's I could I could crush it in in a debate because the the data is just not there. The, I, I guess to answer your question, I think that was Mike asking me, right? Asking if I'd yeah. re- read the comments. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. I I don't, man. I I didn't. I didn't because I I do get worked up too much, and I I'm trying to not get so worked up. Uh, and and uh, you know, give myself a, a an aneurysm or something. So, why why do you ask me that? Oh, I just because when you get when you you know, like when this whole thing started, you know, twenty some days ago, you could go back and you could you could load all the comments. Well, now there's so many comments on there that you can't even load the the past comments without it freezing. You can put your com on, comment on there, and then you can only see like five or six. Oh, really? So that just tells you how many people are commenting. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's like you said. You don't want to read it because <clears throat> there are so many fanatical people who are um, against bear hunting. They are comparing today. They were comparing the war in Ukraine to uh, <laughs> people who spring bear hunt, and uh, we should be murdered. Yes, the people I, who are doing this. I know. Bear you see why I get and, so bad and try not to read those. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so this this falls into like what Jim what Jim was saying. You know, it's getting to the point on that public comment where it's it's just like it's just background noise now, and we don't really need to focus on the science because, like he said, the department already knows where the science is. They've had that presented to them, and I think as long as we don't get emotional and state why we want this bear hunt and what it means to us personally, for our families, for, you know, our recreation. I think that's going to resonate a lot with them, especially one of the, one of the newer commissioners who I'm holding hope out for. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be kind of a litmus test for those three new uh, yeah. commissioners. Mike, I, I am super glad you brought that up because I, for, for me, what he said about, how to email the commissioners was like a key takeaway. And, and, you know, just to reiterate that it, it, we don't, the, the commissioners don't need all the data presented to them from, from folks like us. They know the population of bears in the state of Washington is roughly around 30,000 and the harvest statistic is this. And, you know, how many lactating sows were killed is this and all, all that, all that data is, is in front of them. We, I, I agree. And I, I want to say it was, I think it was Mike Costello I had on the show uh, from Hunting Ain't Easy, and because they're they're dealing with bear issues down in uh, or bear hunting issues down in uh, California, and he was super insightful, and he talked about the uh, the difference between how the social dynamic of of what we talk about and how we deliver it to these commissioners is just as important as the scientific data, and and it's it's not super impactful. For, for, you know, just the, the average dude like me, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a biologist, I don't work full-time in wildlife management, so for me to present scientific data to a commission, I think that that could be looked at as kind of a laughable situation, and I understand that, I get it, even though I do know the science, I do know the biology, uh, and, and how biodiversity on these landscapes is created, because I'm a student, I'm a lifelong student of it, right, but they don't know that. So when I present that to them, they don't know that that's science or data, or nor do they want to hear that from me. But to come at it 
from this emotional side. You said not to bring emotion into it, and, and I think that that's wrong, Mike. I think there does need to be some emotion brought into it, and 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 an email needs to presented be presented to the commissioner, stating, "Look, I grew up doing this. I this is what my lifestyle is." I, 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 this is not a, I don't collect bottle caps and sell them on eBay. Uh, I am a, I am a spring bear hunter. I am a, I'm an outdoorsman. I'm a sportsman. This is a tradition that my grandfather's grandfather has passed down and it dates back to the beginning of time with mankind on this earth. And we live for this. We, we love this. We love to teach our kids this. We nourish our, our family through this process. We provide meat that is healthy and organic and wild. We provide experience and memories that last a lifetime that nobody can take away from us. And it is a basic fundamental human right, as long as we are within the regulations and the laws of the land, to pursue animals that still have harvestable numbers and sustainable, that is sustainable hunting, because sustainable hunting is what creates wildlife management success and it is the only system that has proven that in the history of the world and so that that i think is what he's talking about and i I totally agree do you guys have anything to add to that just you you said it in your last podcast and it it just short sweet it is we are participants in wildlife management while the opposition is spectators and you nailed that on the head. I, I just absolutely love love that statement. Yeah, and and I mean, does does anybody on this? Uh, I don't want to call it a call on this podcast. Does anybody disagree with that though? No, I don't think so. I I, I have a question. It's, it's Joel. I know he can't see us. So you don't. Some maybe I could tell. You know where I, I I struggle with Mike and Skyler's voice for some reason. I can't tell those two apart. Everybody else, I, I think I got it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm I'm a I'm an apple. I'm a glass apple pie in. So I was hoping that you know, I wouldn't be too <laughs> you know too distorted here. But uh, a couple of things I wrote down though was the funny thing is is they don't. They don't dispute what, what's interesting to me is they don't dispute the numbers on the bears. Yeah. They don't dispute that spring bear is going to happen. They don't dispute. There's a lot of statistics that they don't dispute. Even, even Lorna Smith, from what I've seen. My, my question is to them though, is that you're, you're exactly right. That, that hunting is a right. It's been passed down. It's something that we have. My, my, the other side to that is. If that is not our right and they take that away, what is your, what's your recourse? Like, what are you going to do? You, you're not disputing the numbers and that we're arguably overpopulated and we're from 32 to 35,000 bears in the state of Washington. So what is your recourse if you don't allow spring bear, which we're only harvesting about 8% of the numbers where we could be up to the 14 to 16% every year. So what is your what is your plan if you're not going if you're a fish and wildlife commissioner what is your plan to take care of those numbers if you're not going to take care of spring bear no and that that's what i i guess i guess if if we're going to have an open an open discussion with with commissioners or the anti hunting group or anything like that that's fine but come back me come back at me with an intelligent with an intelligent rebuttal as to what you're going to do there. And they don't have an answer. And so therefore it's like, you don't have an end game other than just D 
destroying something that's been proven as a as a as a conservative measure to control numbers of predators. And that's the thing that's just still is astounding to me is that they don't have an answer for that. So. Because there is no answer. There there really is. The the only answer right. I ever get from anti hunters when I when I do take the time to argue with them is the the whole premise of oh well without hunters we just need to let nature take its course. Okay, let's talk about that for right. just a minute. That's that's the only argument you have. The only the only, only tool for wildlife management in your mind is to allow nature and the wildlife to manage themselves. So, first of all, on the North American continent, ever since the Pleistocene, that has not taken place. That that has not been the case. Human involvement, and and first of all, when you when you take the human element out of it, it's just not realistic. I I got news for anti hunters: humans are natural species to the earth, just like a bear, an elk, or a cricket. We live here, right? So, oh, so you mean the you mean the argument that predators manage themselves? That doesn't work because that's what they use all the time. I, I know that's you're exactly right. That's that's the only argument they have. Let them manage themselves. Well, well, what happens with that? What happens because science proves that the history has shown when there is a lack of human actual interference in the management of animals, they thrive. When there is no uh, manage, I, I don't know if I said that right. If there is no management by human intervention, that's when animal populations, such as predators, populations go too much. They deplete the prey base. And then what suffers? The predators that you're trying to protect actually start suffering from mange, from starvation, from disease, from all these things that happen. And and the 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 whole theory and the whole premise of of letting nature take its own course and and let letting the wildlife manage themselves, we don't live in that reality anymore. We and I've said this a million times on the show, but we just don't live in that reality. The thought that you realize, like how many people live in Seattle, Washington, the the actual urban area. I, I mean, I, I'm guessing it's you know in the millions. Am I am I wrong? No. no, no, it's too many. So, so that's just the Seattle area, and then you've got you know Olympia and Tacoma and all these areas. The, the whole I five corridor is is millions of people. That didn't exist a hundred and some odd years ago. So, you've got that. You've got the highways. You've got reservoirs full of water. You've got rail systems. You've got freeways, interstates, airports. All these things that disrupt the natural landscape and habitat. So. To suggest that wildlife will just manage themselves because, you know, you're going to try to make this fantasy that humans are not natural to the environment. We are. We've been here ever since the animals have. Um, and, and, and say that that's going to work without the animals having some negative reaction to it is just fantasy. I mean, there's no reality in it. There is no reality in that entire. It doesn't happen in Africa. It doesn't happen in Europe. It happens not in uh, Asia. And nowhere in the world does this happen, where where the wildlife just manages itself and it, it is fine. I'm sorry, it's just a dumb premise. Let's take a quick break to give our show sponsors some well-deserved love. Let's start with Scree Extreme Mountain Gear, high-performance hunting attire and gear, scientifically tested camo patterns, complete layering systems, 
and in my opinion, the finest merino wool products to keep you warm, dry, and comfortable. It's all backed by a great company. Some of my personal favorites of the in the screen lineup are the hard scrabble pants uh, for early to mid season, and then as it gets colder, I switch to the Kodiak pants for late season. The Bridger glassing mitts are like game changers, and I love the Nebo rain gear. Scree offers great packages on the website as bundles, like the elk bundle, that will completely outfit you for your favorite hunt. Oh, and my favorite part? You won't need to refinance your house to get outfitted. Try the starter bundle for less than 500 bucks. It's an insane deal. With the VIP sizing guarantee, you can exchange something that doesn't fit for free. I just had to do this for something that I got my wife. It was a little big, so I just sent it back. They covered the shipping both ways and exchanged it for the right size. So go to ScreeGear.com and at checkout, use promo code TheWesternHuntsman for 15% off and free shipping. Phelps Game Calls, one thing that I love about companies that are born out of hunting is their story. Like Phelps Game Calls, the American success story that walks us through how something started small and grew into something big. Like Phelps, he started this company kind of as a hobby in his garage in 2009. Now, a little over a decade later, Phelps is one of the premier hunting call companies on the planet for good reason. They're the most realistic calls on the market, and that is saying something. Check out the AMP lineup. For predator calls like the 3-pack POR123 or the Fawn in Distress, check those out. Turkey calls, get a diaphragm, a pot call, or a box call, and a complete line of waterfowl calls. Hit up the website, and at checkout, use promo code HUNTSMAN10 for 10% off. Phelps Game Calls, get them close. The Elk Collective, the best investment for hunting success is what's between your ears. Having elk hunting knowledge is what separates those who succeed every once in a while against those who notch tags every year. There's a very fine line there, and there's a perfect amount of time for listening to this now to get through the entire course before September. Improve your chances with a virtual course of over 140 videos that cover things like how to get elk tags throughout the West, scouting and e-scouting, beginner to advanced elk calling, gear, fitness, nutrition, shooting processes, hunting scenarios, strategies, and tons more. They've got some very big names on this platform that give you their personal expertise as you go through the course. It's the best way to make you the best elk hunter as you get into the woods. So go to theelkcollective.com and use promo code THEWESTERNHUNTSMAN for $20 off. It's normally 89 bucks, so when you use my promo code, it's going to be the best $69 you've spent on elk hunting, and I guarantee you it's worth every penny. Check it out, guys. Hoffman Boots, let me give you guys a piece of advice from a dude with many miles on his feet. Never skimp on quality hunting boots. Hoffman Boots is a fourth-generation, family-owned company based in North Idaho. I've been sporting a pair of Hoffmans for close to a decade, particularly I like the Hoffman Explorer and the 8-inch. In my most humble opinion, again, Hoffman offers the most comfortable hunting boot that does the least amount of damage to my feet after several miles on the mountain. Very little break-in period on these boots, by the way. Uh, I took them right out of the box and went on a crazy elk hunt, not even a blister. For hunting, they have the Explorers and the Summit Boot offered in insulated and non-insulated. And ladies, check out the new women's Hoffman Explorer 400. They also carry lineman boots, winter pack boots, logging boots, and hiking boots. Get totally outfitted at HoffmanBoots.com and at checkout. As you know, it's coming. Use promo code, all caps lock, HUNTSMAN10 for 10% off. Last but not least, Tacticam. 
If you're interested in self-filming your hunts, whether for, you know, memories or making hunting content, check out the Tacticam products like the Spotter LR, Tacticam 5.0, and the Film Through Scope system, all of which are available at westernhuntsman.com, which helps support our fight against the anti-hunting movement. But my favorite is the Tacticam Reveal cell cams. I use these cell cams all over my property, and I'm, like, obsessed with monitoring the wildlife in real time with these cameras. They not only text me instantly when a buck or a bear is cruising through, my reveals make for excellent security systems. I know when the FedEx dude is delivering packages way down at the bottom of our driveway. And I also know if some knucklehead shows up to try to steal them. I know when someone's trespassing or if I have the kind of wildlife roaming around that I don't want, you know, like a coyote. And uh, I quickly react with my cat-like reflexes. Great for trappers, great for hunters, uh, security, anything. Guys, check it out at Tacticam.com because I don't have the reveals on my website right now. Uh, Let them know I sent you. Tacticam.com. Let's get back to the show. Here we go. Hundred percent agree. What do you guys What do you guys think is going to happen? Let's Let's talk about that for a minute. What do you guys think is going to happen in the next couple of weeks for Washington? I think that we're going to have a spring uh, spring bear hunt because uh, Lorna Smith, under oath, said that she didn't have any problems with bear hunting. So I think it's a shoe in. <laughs> well, that's a lot of confidence. <laughs> I'm a little bit of facetious. Well, even even if they allow the bear hunt, even if they allow the spring bear, I I don't know how they're going to do it because they have to pull draws. What when do they usually pull draws? Like around the fifteenth? It, it's yeah. It's gonna be so awesome. it's like they, they they can do this. Yeah, yeah I mean they can well, they do can it. Make a special special draw. Couldn't they, they? I mean, they could, yes. but they're already dragging their feet. I mean, they scheduled two meetings prior to this for clean air. Yes. You know, before they even before they even came back to this issue, and I, and I maybe that was part so they could get enough input from other people. But I just find it funny that it just seems like that even if they're going to bring it back next year, that's fine. But it just seems like they're dragging their feet just to keep it from happening this year. So it, it's I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it goes well. We were I was trying to get Douglas Bowes down here tonight with us because oh, we found out Tony couldn't go. I did. I called him, and he had something going on tonight because I thought, boy, wouldn't that be a fun house? That would be, man. Um, I didn't know he was close enough to do that. I thought he was way up north. Well, that he is way up north. That's in lies the problem. Oh, gotcha. So I, it was kind of a last-minute last thought. I called him when I found out Tony couldn't come. I called him yesterday and was like, hey, you should come down and join us. Cause, but I was asking him you know, briefly about that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go into what he believes, but we were just, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit about that. And it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say what's going to happen. I'm hoping we have enough input. And that's what, that's what we were talking about here in the shop is that it gets frustrating because I still think you asked a question yesterday or the other day on the podcast, you had uh, your two buddies on and you asked one of the buddies, you said, what the guy from California, I'm sorry, oh, his name escapes me. Guy, guy um, Duplanchet. Yeah, oh, yeah, you asked. No, you asked. No, I, 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 I got to correct, man. He is now an official Colorado resident, so I'm proud of him. Okay. Yes, sir. So, he escaped. But one of the one of the <laughs> one, of, one of the questions that you asked him is, you said, "What is the downfall? What could be the downfall of hunting?" And I think his I think his answer was good, but I also think there's another side to this, and I think that I think the downfall of hunting is not enough hunters getting involved. And like I was telling these guys, 
I still have in the last couple of weeks after that first podcast that we did, I've had quite a few people stop in, you know, to either pick up animals or drop animals off or whatnot. And we briefly talked about it. And I am, I am somewhat appalled that there is still a majority of people that are just like, yeah, I just don't know enough. I don't get involved. Like that's still the action. It drives me crazy. and I think, you know, and it, it's like I was comparing it to politics as much as I hate going down that road. But you have people that complain and bitch about the current president. And then you ask, well, did you vote? Well, no, I didn't vote. I know well, the same with, the I same know. with this, the same is, is hunting with me is it's like, you know what, if you want to go down the road and you want to bitch about spring bear being gone, you have absolutely zero right to complain about anything. Because you did not get involved. It takes literally minutes with organizations like Howl mm-hmm. to be able to make such an impact and you still are not being involved. And that's, to me, that's what's going to be the downfall of hunting is not people getting involved. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that, Joel. I, I feel like that that is such an important thing. Like, like that, that's my, and I think we need to hold people accountable to this. Like if you, if you hate President Biden, but you didn't go vote, you have no right, right to shove your beliefs down my throat. Don't give a shit. Yep. You didn't do anything to help yourself and help your country. Like if, if, or, or vice versa that you, you know, take, take it back a couple of years. You hated Trump, but you didn't go vote. Shut up. Like shut up. Yeah. You don't, you don't have a say. You're not participating in the events that take place that affect you. So why do we want to listen to your opinion about it? Sorry. Well, Same exact we, thing. Jim, what more can we do? What's that, Jim? This is Skyler. What more can we do? I mean, we we've got them. Um, we got Howl out there. We got you know the Sportsman's Alliance, and you know you can post this stuff on social media day after day. But there's still going to be that group of hunters or whoever that will will go on to Howl and they'll sign up one time. Yeah. Or they'll, I, I think they'll, they'll do a great reaction. I think, and they think that's good enough. But how do what do we do to encourage them to get on there and and send their their actions in every day or multiple times? Yes, Skylar, I think that's one of I, I think that that is one of my favorite questions I've ever had asked of of me. Um, and, and and because it's it's I don't want to make it like some long form answer, but the the difference in response rates and and activism by hunters has increased dramatically in the a little over 2 years since I've been doing this podcast and not and I'm not saying this is because of my podcast by any means um uh I just I I'm not that uh, what am I Joe Rogan I don't have that kind of influence but it, it I have noticed that a lot of people are speaking out with this stuff in terms of you know, people that whether they have a podcast or, a, you know, some kind of platform, you know, a, a great example is like David Bowes. Uh, you know, an, another even greater example is this dude I know named Mike Hers, who's been posting like like he's just all over the place. Like, I'm sick of seeing your posts, Mike. They're all over. The place. <laughs> Come on, he's my hero. <laughs> yeah. What are those? What are they? I know if I can post something, he will. What's that? I said I know if I don't have time to post something, he will. <laughs> I love it, and and that's what I'm saying. You know, like two, three years years ago, we weren't seeing posts like this. We weren't seeing people, um, you know, posting like the Kardashians, uh, like Mike Hers, and <laughs> oh, and and getting Mike this information Hers. out there. 
but Mike's doing a great job because he's passionate. And, and you know what I thought, I thought, you know, Mike's going to slow down. His posting's going to slow down at some point and, and he's going to get involved in, you know, his kid's soccer or, or, you know, into the next hunting season or, or his day job or whatever. Nope. Still every, so I, I have the group for, uh, which, which I, I'm not trying to promote the group, but if, if you're listening to this and you're not in my Facebook group, hunting the West dash, the Western huntsman, get your ass over there and sign up, get in there. Like that's, it's a great group, but every day I see something Mike hers posted in the Western huntsman, you know, hunting the West. And, and it's like, oh, God, this dude, he is not slowing down, man. He's fired up. He's fired up. And, and, and that's what hunters need. So to answer your question, Skylar, I think that we are at a point where there's a lot of hunters that are waking up, right? There's a lot of hunters that are seeing yep. this going on. They're, they're seeing the sham, the sham. For any of you anti-hunters listening to this, it's a freaking sham. Like, calm your tits. It, this is a sham. You, you got to... <laughs> Pull yourself back. See, see how I've worked up. I get guys. I'm, I apologize. I maybe I'll edit that part out. Um, but it is a sham, and and we are seeing a shift in mentality from people that aren't even hunters that are seeing through this sham, and and it is slowly but surely coming. And so, what we have to do, Skylar, is we have to keep doing what we're doing. We still we have to continue keeping these conversations going. We have to keep that that kind of at the forefront because I feel like every week that goes by, a certain percentage of hunters are waking up to the fact that they can't just be passive about the future of hunting. They can't buy just an RMEF uh, membership and and think that that's good. They can't just join uh, How for Wildlife and and think that that's good uh, one time. Right. I, I jump in there at least once a week and I update making sure I'm, I'm hitting all the all the issues that are coming up. And, and, you know, how for wildlife is such a great success story that we can all be proud of because, you you know, I had nothing to do with it starting. And I, but I'm still proud of it. I'm proud of it because people have gone in there and they've made legitimate actual change for the positive and the future of hunting. And we sh- we as hunters should all be proud of that organization. This is what it's about. How for wildlife is throwing this whole concept of, of like the humane society of the United States back in their damn face where it belongs. This is how it happens. And so we've, we've just got yeah, to continue these conversations. Yes, they are. They are. I, I love the organization. I can't hey, see enough about them. Go ahead. By, by the way, on that, on that note really quick, that raffle that we did, we raised almost $2,100 for Howl. So I want to do a quick shout out to everybody that contributed on that. That was a that was a really good success. Yes. So thank you for any of your listeners that participated in yeah, that. That's so. awesome. And Joel, I still haven't had the uh, information for who I'm supposed to send that Phelps package to, man. You know, I need to get that to you. He just came in the other day. He dropped off a uh, one of my most favorite animals to do. Note my sarcastic tone. Uh, a bison, a full mount. Or oh a full no mount, way! A head mountain bison. You're doing a bison. Yeah, so he's uh, he said. Yeah, he said two. He said two pink felt calls or two pinks is what he said. I'm not talking to him anymore. So I'll I'll send you his information. So, so he he wants uh, the pink Phelps game or the the diaphragms. Yeah, he said he said yeah because did you say was it one or two? 
mouth reads. He said, "Yeah, I'll take the pinks." I don't remember. So. I'll send him the pinks. I, I, the the pink is a great read. <laughs> I always, I always like to make. I, I always like to give Jason a hard time. The pink, the pink is actually a really great read. Um, and so yeah. Ju- anyway, we'll coordinate about that later, Joel. Uh, yep, Bo, yeah. I feel like you're sitting back there chomping at the bit to chime in here. <laughs> I can. I can. You didn't say it. anything about bull. Uh, hey, Bo. Bulls awake. Bo, I just wanted to let you know that um, wolves are an iconic species. Tony, you're so sexy right now. Bo, the the wolves are an iconic keystone species of the American West, and no matter what, <laughs> they need to be protected. Oh man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, Tony says hi, by the way, to all you guys. He's uh, he's inundated right now, but he'll be here next next round. So, um, no, I, I'm just listening to these guys and uh, proud of what they're saying, agreeing what they're saying. Um, I wish uh, to curtail this commissioner uh, vote that, you know, people that should be on a commission, wildlife commission, um, you know, I know it's governor appointed, but boy, if sportsmen can vote our commissioners in, can you imagine? It'd be a slam dunk, right? I I feel like we'd like like. Are you saying if it was like actual licensed tag holders that would vote commissioners in? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It would look. It would be, look a it lot different. It, it it'd be a lot different, and. Uh, It'd be it'd be good news for a sportsman. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just I I mean, there's a lot of issues I would love to bring up. Obviously, spring bear being at the forefront, but um, I could I could you know I was chomping at the bit to talk to Jim Anderson. These guys were holding me back about fishing, about all sorts of things. Oh yeah, you know, just uh, yeah. I mean, that's for another day also but uh, i had no i i i I pick it up on what mike was saying about the people like writing in their comments and he was talking about a time frame like between 9 a.m and 11 a.m it's inundated with anti-hunters right oh we love spring bear you know etc etc and then after that there's a time frame from 11 to 3 where it's all sports yeah, you know, advocating for a spring bear season, and every I was asking these guys when they came in, I'm like, "Was your computer freezing? Because I have no internet problems at home, none, zero." And they're like, "Oh yeah, all the comments freeze up." So I just thought, "Well, are these comments? Who are they being heard to? Right? Are they being seen by who? And what does it matter?" Like Joel and I talked about this earlier. Is this all for not these comments? that the people are writing in, like you said, you know, Skyler, is it a yay? Is it a nay vote? How are they deciding? And what does it mean by us all writing in? Are we just talking to our peers right now? Yeah. You know, but it is nice hearing Jim and his take. And he seems like a very sane man that's going to make the right decision, which is bring back spring bear season there should never be another vote. Why we're here is beyond me. It, it should be just concurrent. Keep keep it going. There's never been a problem in the past. 
there's not going to be a problem in the future. You know, it, let's, I let's was have a I was reading an article today, Bo, that was talking. To, I, I don't remember who said it, but um, it was like, see if I can still find it. Something in the in the lines of like forty eight years. Uh, I want to find this quote. Okay, this is Commissioner Don McIsaac. Uh, it says said he believed the hunt could go on because black bears are not imperiled in the in Washington State. And quote, I note something like forty eight consecutive years a season without uh, or of a season without over harvesting. So basically almost 50 years of spring bear hunting without a, without a o- over harvest issue in the state of Washington. Um, the article always, it, it's, it's interesting reading this kind of stuff because who is Kim Thorburn? She's another good, Another good commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh the right there. I can see it now. Commissioner Kim Thor. Okay. Split vote. From my perspective, this is an opportunity to correct a mistake. So she's wanting the spring bear hunt to continue. Um, there was another quote I was trying to find in there. But it, it, it went to your point there. Um, Bo, and I, I apologize if I cut you off there, man. No, I, I think good. we have we have just enough of a, a delay that it, it might be messing up the conversation a little bit. Anyway, the point the point is is uh, you know there when you have when you have almost fifty years of not over harvesting, it was talking about how some of the commissioners felt like the bears were a little too groggy in the spring. Uh, that was the point. Oh yeah, at least a dozen groups said that hunts or said that the hunt kills groggy bears. Just if they've emerged from hibernation with cubs in tow, let me ask you guys something. I, I think everybody on this call has has hunted bears in the spring and in, in some capacity or another. Have you ever noticed the bears in the spring to be groggy in any way, shape, or form? No, boy, I'd like to like through somehow the internet magically send you a video of a bear coming out of hibernation. Dude, they're insane. Yeah, there's they're they're, they're come on. There's I mean, nothing yeah, more cognizant than a spring bear coming out of hibernation. They're like on it. Their senses are open. They're excited to be awake for the year. You know, it's it's such a stupid thing to say. Oh, they're groggy. Yeah. Uh, they, they run around for a month tired, not even know where they're at. Like they have little, you know, like the cartoons back in the olden days when they'd hit their head and it'd be like a little bird going around their head. It's like those are little hunters going around their head, right? Give me a break. What yeah. cartoon are we living in where that's reality? So I, I think that it, it'd be good at this point, guys, to discuss, um, you know, from your perspectives, uh, we, we, got, we got the perspective from Commissioner Anderson in, in a sense that, you know, if we're emailing him and emailing the rest of the commissioners, which I think is important, that we, we, uh, we create this mad rush of emails over the next week, uh, two weeks prior to the 18th, right? Uh, because that's eleven. W- did I get that right? The eighteenth is when the vote pertaining to twenty twenty two spring bear. Seventeenth and eighteenth. Yeah. yeah. So the, the eight. But you got to have. Oh, go ahead. All the comments. They're going to stop taking comments. I think at noon on the eleventh. Yeah. Does that mean they won't so. get inboxes full of emails? Oh, I'm sure. You still, yeah, I'm sure you can still email the the heck out of them. Because I think that's important, and, and I don't, I don't think, um, 
for anybody listening, you don't need to inundate uh, Jim Anderson with a bunch of emails. We we know where he's at, um, and the other commissioners that are in favor of Spring Bear. But I, I think that it is important that that people inundate the commissioners that we don't know or we know that they're against the Spring Bear uh, to inundate their their inboxes with the kind of commentary that that Commissioner Anderson was talking about where we're coming at it from more of a social slash um, not, I, I keep wanting to say economical because I have, I just put $75 in my F three fifty and it barely did shit. So economical, <laughs> like I, I'm just blown away with how much gas I didn't get out of $75. Anyway, coming at it from a cultural side and, and kind of an emotional side, our connection to hunting um, and, and, inundating these email inboxes with with those kind of messages to these commissioners that we don't know about i think that's critical do you guys what, what say you guys yeah no i agree like you said especially the ones where this is going to be the test uh, we see where they're at you know and don't you know don't attack them just like he said be be pragmatic about it and tell them why you like it and and just be truthful about it but don't tear them down you know because that's not going to go very far. Yeah, don't be some blowhard. Be intellectual, articulate. Get your point across and get off. Right. We don't want. Yeah. To, we don't want to be the ones speaking on emotions like the other the other groups. We want to be factual, yeah. courteous, and um, and I I think I I think on on that point was that Mike or was that Skyler? No, Skyler. Skyler. Okay. Sorry to compare you to Kardashian Mike over there. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. Your, your algorithms <laughs> on this show, yeah. uh, keywords, yeah. Britney Spears, Kardashian. I don't know why I like picking on Mike, but uh, I feel like Mike's just like my brother from another mother. So I get to, I get to pick on him sometimes. Kardashian Mike on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Look, look for that one in the future. I love it. I love it. No, I, I, I think, uh, Skyler, uh, <laughs> you know, I love you, Mike, right? Like, you're not, you're not, you're not mad at me. Dollars overnight. Right? As long as you start working for but what he was, what he was talking about is when, when we're coming at this, and, and you know, in a story. From a from a, the aspect of a story, and from like a personal level of importance, d- does it make sense what I'm trying to drive at there? You know how important yeah, is it to me? You know, to me, if because I'll send emails, but I am not a Washington resident, right? So I don't know how much water they're going to hold with a commissioner in the state of Washington. Um, but well, you can still be a you can still be a Washington hunter. Yes, you know, yes, exactly, exactly. Hunter. And I, I, you know, personally, I'd love to come over to your guys' neck of the woods and hunt spring bear. I'd love it. I, in fact, I, I'd really love to come over there and hunt Roosevelt elk. But the I hope you the uh, the fact remains that you know this is this is deeply ingrained in our heritage, in our culture, and in, in in our lives. Um, again, I think, I think that anti-hunters look at hunting as if, if it's, as if hunting is like some kind of, I always, I always say bottle collecting or bottle cap collecting. Sorry. What's another hobby? What kind of hobbies do we have out there? What, what do Camp people collecting. do when they don't hunt? Stamp collecting. What collecting? Stamp. Yeah. Stamp collecting. 
or knitting or uh, crocheting <laughs> or, or we got a hobby of, uh, I don't know, we collect baseball cards. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hobbies, mountain biking, bird watching, all these things that are, that are what I think look like a surface level hobby that people could easily live without, right? It's not going to be the end of the world, but to us hunting is without it would be the end of the world to us. Makes sense. It it is not, it's not on that kind of level. Hunting is not a hobby. Hunting is not a hobby. Hunting is a lifestyle. To some people, it is a hobby, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You have you have the dude that, um, you know, he gets a deer tag and he goes out on a Saturday once a year. You know, that's totally fine. But to most hunters, this is a lifestyle and it's a commitment and it's it's a higher calling, if you will. And so I think that that needs to be expressed to these commissioners via the emails because uh, guys, I'm going to put this, this episode out pretty quick. Are, are you guys okay with that? If I, I like, I'll put it out tomorrow if we need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, quicker, sure. quicker, the better. Cause the more people we can get writing those emails, the better. Yeah. 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 And, and so we need it. We need to get those emails written. I, um, I, do you guys have the new commissioner's email addresses? It should be um, on the directory, the Washington department of fishing and wildlife directory. All have the, they all, all the have they people. all been confirmed? No. Uh, so Lorna Smith, unfortunately, was confirmed. Uh, Jim, I don't know. It's weird. <clears throat> I didn't know he was up for confirmation, but he got like tabled because they ran out of time. And then uh, Linville got confirmed, but the other three new commissioners they didn't even get brought up because they ran out of time, and it doesn't sound like they're even going to have enough time in this session to confirm them this year. Wow. It's kind of a weird But deal. they still have – they yeah. still can vote. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, and their their email addresses will still be available on the website. I'm, like, I'm like terrified to go look because if I get off of this uh, where we're recording on here, I feel like it would create a bigger delay. So, anyway, we'll we'll check with that later. Yeah, I can help you with that if you need okay. to. Okay. And, and they can still go on to the Howl for Wildlife site, and there's the Washington action items are still up. They can make comments on the spring bear. Okay. Uh, on on uh, that, uh, Skyler, what, well, on, on, that, on that website, when you're talking about Howl for Wildlife, when they, when they go in, is that making, or I'm sorry, is that sending it to all the commissioners? I don't believe it's sending it to the commissioners. It is putting it on the comment page okay. for WFW. Okay, yeah. which yeah. is important as well because that, that needs to get inundated. Yes. But but I, I think that uh, everybody listening to this as hunters, we need to go in and go ahead and email these commissioners that we don't know where they're at or we already know that they're against the spring bear. And, and yep. they – it. it or even uh, even the ones that are for that, just so that they can have that experience and knowing that the social dynamic is such that the the voice of the hunters in the state of Washington is strong, and it's there, and and that's who you represent. We as a commissioner, you don't represent somebody who who never leaves, you know, downtown Seattle, right? I mean, and they have no impact. They have no they have no conservational impact. Uh, they they have no rules say they have no revenue impact on hunting and and the 
wildlife management systems that are in place. Yeah, one of the one of the things that always comes up at every one of these commission meetings, and you will hear it again, I guarantee you, on the eleventh, is that the hunters are only two to five percent of the total population, and thirty four percent, or no, they, they don't even have they don't even give you percentage. They say that the taxpayers help fund through the general fund. Well, I did a bunch of research, and the general fund gets thirty four percent funding from uh, taxes. Well. I'm sorry to break it to them, but hunters are taxpayers too. So not only are we paying into the general fund portion, we're buying the fishing and hunting licenses, we're buying the guns, we're buying the ammo. <clears throat> that gets turned into Pittman Robertson, Dingle Johnson money. Yep. That comes back to the state. But when that money comes back to the state, that has to be matched by hunting tag uh, allocations. You don't have the hunter, uh, the, the numbers for uh, to get that money. You don't get that money from the feds. So without us pitching in all this money, we're like almost 65% of the total funding from uh, hunting. Yeah. There's another little small portion that I found out that like PUD and uh, other utilities, they pay into a fund where they've got to do restoration for wetland or through a project. So some of the money comes from them. And then the rest of the money comes from the ABCs like REMF, Ducks Unlimited, so we by far outweigh the uh, the 34% they get from general fund. I like how they always try to discount hunters. Oh, well, they're only 2 to 5% of the population, blah, blah, blah. It, it's it's an interesting well, thing. What was that? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, again, yeah. Guys, bear with us with this delay. We're, we're trying here. Um, I know I've threatened before, but I, I need a different online recording system <laughs> this thing is just not working but anyway uh yeah they, they they try to discount the the voice of hunters because you know we're only two to five percent but i'm i'm sorry that does not mean that 95 percent of the population is against hunting that's just not what that means and when you when you compare the the conservation funding dollars that hunters provide against anti-hunters, it's not even comparable. I mean, there, there's no, you can't look at those two and think that there's a competition. Does that make sense? Like, it, it doesn't compute. When you donate to the Humane Society of the United States because you think you're doing something for conservation, look, folks, their claim is they stopped a fur company from being in a department store with fur coats and they helped some animals get by during the COVID-19 pandemic. Give me a break. That is not conservation. Freaking fur at department stores comes from mink farms, not wildlife. And and so I I just, that stuff just gets on my nerves so freaking bad. I can't stand it. Fuck them. (laughs) Pardon my French. You tell them, Jim. Pardon my French. Friday night. Well, what's what's funny is they they want to they put all this effort into making the hunters look bad and and getting rid of the uh, getting rid of the actual season to which we pursue those game. Yeah. The funny thing to me is that if it is such an important thing for you to get hunters uh, to make them look like the bad guys is that um, 
Washington State in the last couple of years has had a couple of big cases with poachers that have killed. And these are guys that I am not advocating for. These are not hunters, in my opinion. These are guys that uh, go against the laws. They're not conservationists. They are not, they are not ethically or morally correct. But yet they get, they have these huge cases of, there was a recently one in the last year where they had three guys that between Oregon and Washington, they killed an insane amount of bears with dogs and everything else. But yet when that comes out, you don't hear a peep out of those groups as far as advocating for stronger um, because I, I, to me, when they, when they did that case, I know this is a little off the tangent, but I'll, I'll oh, you're good, man. You're good. I'll, I'll, I'll circle back here. If you want to, <laughs> um, is that they, they don't, those guys, if you read those cases, they were literally slapped on the wrist with like a fine and community yeah. service. There was no tag. There was no license. There was no revocate or there was no uh, holding within their, their license. Those guys can still hunt in like a couple of years. And to me, that's ridiculous. But yet those groups that are working so hard to take away that season, they don't say one thing about those. Yeah. 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 But yet they're still, but that they're still pursuing us, the ethical people that are helping to, to helping the numbers keep from going really crazy. They're going after them. And that's what just cracks me up is it's such a, it's such an irony and it's a double standard that is just totally. it blows my mind whenever, whenever I hear totally, that. totally. What do you guys have um, for a message in terms of message uh, for, for the residents? I, cause you know, we could talk about how, you know, as an Idahoan, I I'm going to be interested in going to Washington to hunt, hunt bear or blah, blah, blah. Let's face it, a lot of Idahoans and other out-of-staters are not going to be interested in going there. So we really need to focus. I, I think it's critical that we focus on the residents of Washington getting involved with this. And I, I want to be there to facilitate and help. I, you, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because there's, there's actually some really good platforms that come out of Washington. Like you've got uh, a lot of, there's, there's some podcasts like, what, what is that one called? PNW Wild or something like that? PNW yeah, they they do yeah. a lot of great things. And um, I am totally, because I brought it up, I'm, uh, Johnny Mack, what the heck is his podcast called? Soulful, Soulful Hunter, Hunter. Hunter yeah. My homeboy over there, uh, Johnny Mack at Soulful Hunter Podcast. He does some great things. And, and I, I want to be making sure that we're all unified in this fight and this front that, that is taking place against the spring bear. But I think that we need to get a lot of Washington re- residents to sit down behind a keyboard and spend. I, I you know, we, we always want to simplify it. Oh, well, you know, jump on Hal for wildlife because it's only five minutes. That's very true. And that's a great way for consistent action over the next long-term, you know, decades that we could think of. How for Wildlife, in my mind, is my permanent partner in the fight against the anti-hunting movement. And, and that's how I view it. But in the next two weeks, we need Washingtonians to sit down and spend more than five minutes behind a keyboard sending emails. I Nothing would make me happier so far in the way 2022 is going then seeing this spring bear hunt back on the table and people out hunting spring bears. It's it's 
the right move. It's the right thing for our wildlife. It's the right thing for the spring bears. It's a right, th- right thing for Washington hunters. So I, 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 I'm just asking people, <coughs> excuse me. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm like getting over this mild little cold. Um, and yes, folks listening out there, oh. <laughs> um, this is it, it. There are viruses still out there. It's not all about COVID. Like, like it's not COVID. I'm tasting the whiskey I'm drinking right now. I promise. Anyway, um, so sorry about the cough there. Uh, what the hell was I saying, guys? Like we're we're, we're talking about getting getting the, the the Washington folks involved with the email. Yes, and I think I think one thing that we need to do, like if you get this podcast out soon, is get the link on there for the public comment period. Um, so that people can be involved in that four-hour window on the 11th, because the more voices we have, the better. We, we need to yes, outweigh yes. the opposition. And that is going to be regardless of if you're a Washington uh, resident or not. Like like anybody listening to this, let's sign up for it. It's it's Thursday morning. Let me make sure I'm Thursday morning, right? The 11th, whatever uh, day that Oh, is. no, Friday. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. It, it is Friday. Uh, and it starts at 8 a.m. Okay, I've got all that. So we're going to have that link in the show notes because I'm trying to wrap this up. We're going to have that link in the show notes, and that is going to be regardless if you're a Washington resident or, or if you live in Florida. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's jump on and try to register as a speaker. And all you have to do, like, don't be shy, guys, listening to this. You don't have to get on there and give some speech about how you love spring bear hunting. All you have to do is say, my name is so-and-so, and I'm in favor of spring bear hunting. And then you click out. That's it. Like, that, it, it could be that short. It does not have to be some long, drawn-out thing with data and links and evidence and cited, uh, you know, facts or whatever. It, it, am I wrong, guys? Is, does anybody want to correct me well on that? No, you're, you're just like Jim said. They don't need to be inundated with facts and figures. They already have those. They need to know the reasons why. You want that spring yeah. and, and And so if, if you're more enthusiastic, it, it could be very simple. Could, you jump on there. My name is Jim Huntsman. I am in favor of the Washington spring bear hunt. And it is because I've been doing this my entire life. The spring bear hunting is, is a tradition that's been passed down. It's a heritage in my family. It's very important to my family. The, the nutritional value that comes out of bear meat and the memories made with my children is very important to me. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's all you have to do, guys. This, this doesn't have to be complicated. But those kind of comments go a long way. And and so I just I, I think that the next two weeks is very critical as as we, we focus on this to save the spring bear hunt for our Washington friends. They need us, guys. When you're if you're listening to this and you're not in the state of Washington, our friends in Washington freaking need us. And we're gonna need them at some point. So we want to count on them. They're counting on us right now. We need you. All of us, we need you. Let's stop this. Let's turn this spring bear hunt around for 2022. Let's get some sanity back with some of these commissioners. Notice how I said some this time. I didn't paint an entire, you know, I didn't use a broad brush. Um, Let's get some sanity back. Guys, any closing thoughts that you you, want to throw in here? No, just No, I don't. There, there was, there was. Uh, well, 
I'm not trying to go back into that whole thing, but the two things that he did say, though, that need to be uh, said is that one, he said that they can't, the commissioners can't, or the, the, the bios can't tell whether the sows are lactating or not. It's hard to tell. Uh, that's not really correct. I mean, I'm a tax service. I'm not a biologist. I'll be first off to say that. But I can tell you that, yes, you can tell even post-mortem. And it's not by expressing milk or anything I, like that. I, so that, I that's wondered statistic. about that, Joel, because I yeah, stopped. You, you can tell. Somebody hit a bear not far from where I live last year. And it had been dead for like four or five days. And I could tell that was a lactating. That's actually where the idea of asking him about the data from roadkill on bears came from. Because, well, you can't. Yeah, that, that was the other thing is that in the state of Washington, we have the roadkill uh-huh. law that you cannot you cannot pick up road. You cannot pick up bears as a roadkill. Yeah. The yeah. only animals you were allowed, the only animals that you are allowed to pick up in the state of Washington are the uh, are deer and elk. So I don't know if that's exactly what he was saying, but he said something about the roadkill. We can't account for the roadkill bears. So it sounds like DOT is probably just Department of Transportation is just picking them up and chucking them and they're not getting those statistics, that, that, but I'm also, exactly right. I also work as a professional. Yeah. I, I also work as a professional fireman. So, you know, we go on a lot of what we call MBAs, which stands for motor vehicle accidents. And I can tell you that we're in an area where there's a lot of bears and we maybe go on maybe one car versus bear a year. So it's not, not so super you don't common. Get that many the, the, no, only, the only reason bears, I ask that Joel is because I want to compare the data yeah of lactating sows killed during the spring bear hunt versus uh, lactating sows killed during a roadkill incident or other human interactions. And the, and the reason I asked that is because what I was just telling you about that, that bear that I, I, you know, you guys, you guys know me, I see roadkill. Uh, a lot of times I'm going to stop and check it out. Um, and so I did, I, I stopped This was a, this was a bear. I'd driven by it two or three times. It'd been there for three or four days. And it was clearly a lactating sow. And I looked around um, to see if I could find the cubs. I know they weren't they weren't too far, but I couldn't find them. Uh, anyway, that is kind of where that question came from because I, I think that it's important to compare that kind of data. Okay, a lactating sow was killed during the spring bear hunt in 2020. What about how many lactating sows were killed on the highway? Are we going to ban driving? Are we going to ban everything else interaction-wise that humans cause? Uh, you know, and this wasn't directed just at just at Commissioner Anderson. Uh, this this is everybody. This is everybody that brings this point up. It's not fair to just blame some accidents that happen now and then that are just going to happen no matter what. And if you don't have a spring bear hunt or any bear hunting at all, those other human interactions are going to make up the difference. You're going to have more bears that get hit on the highway, more bears that die of disease, more bears that are killed from the Fish and Wildlife Service because they're getting into people's garbage cans. All of that is factual. So that's where that question derived from. Sorry, Joel. I I feel like I got you off point there. No, 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 no. I just, yeah, he just, I wrote those two things down just to kind of do that. The other thing too, is just because it's a lactating sow does not mean that she has cut. No, exactly. Exactly. And what I mean by that and, and what I mean, and I think we've said that before. And again, I'm not trying to drag it back into the whole statistics and stuff, but you know, as the, for listeners that don't know is that the first thing those boar, boars wake up first, they come out and if they find a sow with cubs or even a sow in the den with cubs, they will kill the cubs to send her an estrus. She promotes milk for the next six weeks. 
So Great it doesn't point. mean that just because she's lactating that it doesn't mean that it was a hunter a hunter issue that, that anyway. no, that's a great so. point that, that you're exactly right. I, I would love to know the actual statistical data on that. Um, because that, that's a powerful message. How many cubs be are, are killed from a boar looking to turn, get, get that, get that, uh, sow back into estrus so he could breed, right? It's the same thing. Like dolphins do that shit. Dolphins are savages, man. They'll flat out kill a baby dolphin. <laughs> you know, people think, I, I, it's it's so complicated. There's so many layers to all of this, and 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 the, and, and the female. What is a female dolphin called? I feel like there's a name for it, and I can't I can't think of it. But man, they get slutty as fuck. They'll they'll like they'll they'll have <laughs> seriously they they, they do that. They'll 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 do that. They'll sleep with all the male dolphins just so that the male dolphin thinks yeah. that the offspring she's carrying the following year might be his so he won't kill that offspring it's it's a protection mechanism so so th- th- this kind of stuff in, in in wildlife it's so complicated with so many layers and to think that you know a lactating sow automatically just means that that or I'm sorry automatically means that that sow is actually has active cubs with her it's it's just not the case it's not the case. We we don't know that. There's not. I'll put it to you this way. My theory on like everybody wants to talk about climate change and how it's affecting wildlife and economies and all this kind of stuff. If we do absolutely nothing on climate change, there is a chance that 150 years from now, the climate might be might be one degree or one and a half degrees warmer than it is now. Is that worth destroying our entire economic system over? Is it worth yeah, good point. the impact? I, I noticed you guys, that, that might be a little too heavy for you. You guys all went quiet on me. But it's, 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 it's real <laughs> shit. Like, like the, it, everybody thinks that, that stuff is so settled as science. It's not. And, and so, so to, I guess, create legislative actions or hunting rules and regulations based on theoretical ideas of what might happen in the future is not going to save anything because it's not settled. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, I think just for, for closing for me is just people need to get involved. Uh, it's frustrating as heck to not hear people get involved. Yeah. And so that's, that's all I got to say. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with Joel. You know, people need to get involved because this may, the spring bear may not be your cup of tea, but eventually they're going to come after your pursuit and you're going to look around and nobody's going to be there because you weren't there for yeah. them. So, everybody needs to rally and uh, support each other and put the differences, the <clears throat> bullshit aside and stand for hunting. Overall, or it's all going to be gone. Totally agree. Um, there is a lot to be said, and, and a great example of what you just said there is is the houndsmen. Houndsmen are a small group, and they always have been. They they've been a smaller group, but because they're a small group and nobody has unified with with our houndsmen, they're losing their hunting rights all over the West. And and houndsmen have you know shrunk because of that have shrunken numbers even further. And so this is. What happens where they the anti hunters are not dumb enough to know that 
you know, a compromised sector of hunting like houndsmen is is small and and low hanging fruit. I think we talked about this last time you guys were on. Am I am I wrong with that? Maybe I I don't want to no, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but uh, just to your point there, that that that's exactly right. So um, I think the only one I'm trying to keep track. Bo, have you given us your closing thoughts yet? <laughs> uh, well, I agree with all these guys. Uh, help save a deer and an elk, and uh, <laughs> vote yes on spring bear season. Right? It's uh, it's a no brainer. I, I think half glass full mentality, uh, they're going to common sense is going to trump all and we're going to have spring bear season. They could look, they could do a draw right today. They can make yeah. it happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I know we're kind of, Joel and I, we talked about this. We're kind of behind where as like this time last year, right? We've already put in by the end of yep, February. Exactly. For what units you're putting in for spring bear. And then the, draws come out mid-March, right? So they can make this happen. They should make this happen and they will make this happen. And, uh, you know, um, sportsmen always prevail and uh, it's the right thing to sportsmen do. Sportsmen, so. they're going to prevail now. They're going to, we, we all are going to come together. Everybody listening to this episode, um, unless you're one of the spies on the anti-hunting side, because uh, we get a few of those every once in a while, um, which you can go to hell. Uh, but the re- the rest of you listening, <laughs> just please make a commitment. But I, I know I, I feel like I've been asking a lot this winter, but man, we have just been absolutely pounded this winter with this stuff. Please make a commitment to help our, our hunters in Washington. Please jump on there and send some emails and, and at the very minimum, sign up for How for Wildlife and, and take the action items that they have on the website regarding the Washington Spring Bear. But at, at, at the very minimum, do that. Um, if you want to be a real stellar human being and a, and a, and a fellow sportsman to our, our folks in Washington, uh, send the commissioners an email talking about how, like, like what Commissioner Anderson was talking about, you know, how it is to you personally, what, how it affects you personally the culture side of it, the heritage aspect of it, you know, send, send an email to the entire commission. Um, and one thing I'll tell you guys, I, I don't just, just uh, from a, a different perspective, um, the, those listening, you can't go in and group all the commissioners into one email because, because what will happen is their emails will send it to spam. Uh, be, because they think it's like a, you know, some marketing thing or whatever. So just, copy and paste do something you know on your laptop i'm gonna just explain this you guys know i'm the dumbest guy to talk to and ask advice for when it comes to technology but here's what you do pull up microsoft word type a quick email stating that your reasons for being in favor of spring bear hunting what your experience has been why you think it's a good heritage and a cultural thing and a tradition for your family and the nourishment and the meat and the and the memories and everything else that we talked about on this podcast it it could be as quick as two paragraphs it'll take you 5 minutes or less to write copy and paste that into an email and and copy and paste each commissioner's email address separately because if you send them all together, again, it, it'll go into uh, the, the trash or the, the spam or whatever folder. They won't get it. So that that's why. A little, you know, trick from uh, my day job I learned. Any Anything else, guys, 
before we wrap this up? Great advice. Yeah, just uh, I just like to say thanks for having us on and letting us use your platform to to talk about this subject and and uh, and thanks to Commissioner Anderson for coming yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. I mean that was that was really cool. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, we uh, Joel Skyler, Mister Mike Hers, and Bo. Bo, what's the name of your outfitting company again? Wait, wait, say that again. Kardashian Mike. Kardashian Kardashian Mike Mike Outfitting Service. Are you there? (laughs) (laughs) Bo, I I still didn't get the name of your uh, your company. Uh, Wilderness Expeditions is our outfitting business, and then you can go to Instagram, Wilderness Elk Guide, or Wilderness Expeditions. Awesome. Um, there's a couple ways. And uh, I'll just talk for Tony Elksinger. He uh, he said he'll make a note to be for the next time, for sure. Well, so I We'll get him and Joel down here, and we'll have a hoop here. Good deal. Well, Jim, I, I know both sitting here with a whole – Whole folder full full of topics to talk about. You could probably do a full two hour episode yeah. with just Bo. Yeah, they don't have enough. Oh yeah. well, let, right let me tell you guys something. We're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna hit stop recording, and uh, we'll, we're gonna talk a little bit more. So guys, right, so guys good. listening to this show, thanks again for tuning in. I know I, I know this was a long one. Uh, I hope you got a lot out of it. It's been nice the last month or so. We've we've gotten some different perspectives from uh, different commissioners of different states. Um, so so that's always a good thing. Uh, I want to thank again Commissioner Anderson for coming on the show. Uh, that that says a lot when our when our public, uh, you know, specifically our commissioners, um, but these representatives that that represent folks like us, they come on these shows. You know, I'm not, this isn't CNN around here. I don't have some long-standing, credible, uh, oh, wait, I'm not talking about CNN. Um, we're talking about <laughs> ju- the, the fact that that a commissioner in the state of Washington is willing to come on my show. It, it says a lot. Like, he doesn't know me. He knows I cuss and don't, you know, talk straight sometimes. And, and, and so it just means a lot. It means a lot to us. It means a lot to all of us. Uh, and, and again, lastly, guys, my last plea to you is please jump in the show notes and find that link to the March 11th, um, meeting. Uh, so you can get in there and try to sign up for a comment period and please, please, please send emails. If everybody in this audience sent an email, holy cow, it would make a difference for the state of Washington, for our spring bear hunting uh, brothers and sisters over there in the state of Washington, guys, it would make a huge difference if everybody just sent one email to each commissioner. Please do that. Sign up for Health and Wildlife. Uh, Joel, Skyler, Mike, and Bo, thanks again for being on this episode. Let's get this out soon, and uh, we will continue this conversation on at a later date. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, bud. made it all the way to the end thank you so much for tuning into the show we sure appreciate your support this is jim huntsman signing off and reminding you to check us out at instagram at the western huntsman and on facebook at the western huntsman and you can also check out the website at thewesternhuntsman.com thanks again we'll see you guys next time stay western and i'll see you on the mountain